Um, anything specific you want to talk about today? No, not really. We just talk about stuff we're watching. Deal or no deal. That's what I'm watching. Oh, wow. You're watching old episodes of Deal or No Deal? Yeah, only the episodes I've seen. I find the game way easier if I've seen the episode before. I almost totally. always win. In the series finale, wasn't it really shocking who they revealed the banker was? Who was it? I didn't see. You didn't see that? Was it Biff Tannen? It was Biff Tannen. It was old <laughs> Biff Tannen. He was holding a sports almanac the whole time and like, <laughs> uh, really mad. Um, do you want to, uh, do you want to get going? Yeah, let's start. <laughs> the retrograde podcast where we remind you what you used to love and whether or not you still should i'm andrew bascom and i am mikey merchants day aaron oh wow nice because emergence nice. day is in gears of war and that's the day that the locust came and, and that- tried to take over the world wow locusts yeah, who Locust. knew that the, the old books of Gears of War were now having to deal with the same issues again today? Well, that's true. I mean, it was it was always uh, a matter of the locusts just eating our crops. I think they vastly underpowered what locusts could actually do in the good book. And by the good Absolutely. book, I mean uh, Catcher in the Rye, which is Catcher the, the Rye. Yeah. yeah, Catcher in Absolutely. the Rye. Absolutely. the Prophet. If you haven't read it, you're a goddamn phony. Yeah. Well, if you didn't, I think that's kind of required reading in high school, though, isn't it? I think so. And I think it's also required that if you like, if you want to pretend like you like literature, you say it's your favorite book in high school. Yeah, which I did for years. Do you actually like it? I, I think so. (laughs) <laughs> I, I, I'm pretty sure I do, but it may have also been that thing of like, this is shorthand for telling people that I know about books. So I would always yeah. tell people it's my favorite. And then I read a book uh, by this other Arthur, uh, Arthur, this other Arthur. Arthur, another guy named Arthur. Um, the Aardvark? And, yeah, the, the Aardvark uh, uh, crossed with uh, the, the Lord of Camelot. Um, wow. yeah, no, I, I read this book called lamb and I can't, but Christopher Moore was the, was the author's name. And I loved the book so much that after I read it, I emailed him and I said, my favorite book of all time is catcher in the rye, but yours is a close second. Like, oh my God. You, I, was, I was like 14, 15 years old when I sent him that <laughs> message. Like, what is he thinking when he reads that? Like, fuck this little kid. <laughs> and then, I, and then I, so again, I wrote to him. And I, I know that I, I know that he got the letters because I wrote the addresses on him perfect. Um, oh, so anyway, this was that was the cassette I was sending him. I hope he hears oh, it. God. No, stop, stop. I can't stop. I, Eminem I runs through my veins. I hate that song so much. You hate Stan? How do you hate Stan? Yeah, Stan's a, no, Stan is a garbage song. <laughs> it's not a garbage song. It absolutely is. Okay. Okay, I want the D-pads. The D-pads have been on my side many times with musical uh, taste. So, because they... Because they make, because obviously the Coldplay, you know, correlation, Mikey. Here's, uh, here's what I hate. Yep. Here's what I hate about this whole Coldplay <laughs> thing. Like, I don't hate Coldplay, but now I no, have you to don't. like vehemently defend Coldplay every time. Yeah, I you do. It's the same Pick thing. Pick a side. U2. It's like, like, U2 is not my favorite band, but everyone's like, but. U2 sucks. I'm like, U2 doesn't suck. U, the, U2 has a lot of hits and, and stayed relevant for decades. They don't suck. Mm-hmm. They're much more accomplished than the majority of of any other band that's ever walked God's green earth. And I know for a fact, Jesus Christ on the cross was in his mind. He's like, Oh, I'm so high up. I'm kind of getting vertigo. Oh Uno, my God. No, Good song to choose from to help defend your point. <laughs> yeah, it's a great song. I, I, YouTube's great. Have you heard of vertigo? <laughs> like, Oh, Oh boy. Um, yeah, I was actually the, um, the SNL that, uh, that was the quarantine SNL version, which, you know, good for them for trying, but, uh, whatever, uh, is, is that 
Chris Martin was the <laughs> musical guest and oh. he was singing a Bob Dylan song in the musical. And I was just like, this is hell. This is absolute <laughs> hell. We're locked in our homes and Chris Martin singing Bob Dylan is being broadcast into our homes. I but actually I, didn't I, watch that, but I did hear that as part of the quarantine, they had like an associated Twitch stream with it and they got someone oh. who's purposely shit at Call of Duty to be the Twitch streamer, but like pretend to be a, a cool streamer, which I find absolutely hilarious. But like, it, it seemed like most people didn't get the joke and they're like, yo, yeah. this guy's ass. Like this guy sucks. And it's like, that's 100% the point. They're making fun of you if you're taking this seriously right now, guys. <laughs> well, that's funny. Yeah, um, it's hilarious. Yeah. You know how I know that? Because I fucking said it. Okay, so we want to hear from the deep ads. Is Stan a good song? Yes or no? <laughs> this one, okay, listen, guys, I know you guys like to to drag me as often as you can. Yeah, My Coldplay dressing, H&M mannequin looking self. But you can't say that Stan is a bad song. Physically, yeah, I don't song. even think you're capable of saying it unless you're heartless <laughs> and you're probably sleeping with the Locust Kings from Gears of War because oh, that's oh, how okay. down, dirty, and debased you are, you dick D-pad. <laughs> Mikey doesn't want to talk about Stan anymore. <laughs> I do want to talk about, Andrew, you know me. All I want to talk about <laughs> oh, is Oh, yeah. Stan. It has come up literally once an episode for 100 yeah. episodes. <laughs> Our, my, my M&M references are basically like the Superman references from Seinfeld, except two things. Oh One, I will, yeah. the talent of the two of us is much more significant than the talent of Larry David and Jerry Seinfeld. And two, M&M is much more uh, significant culturally than Superman. So, I mean. <laughs> well, of course, those are undoubtable things. We're here yeah. to debate Stan, not who, what our talent is. Meryl we... Streep to doubt something like that? <laughs> Absolutely not. I was thinking about what are we the, the thick day. ghost of Philip Seymour Hoffman? <laughs> thick, dense, the dense ghost, oh, the dense ghost of Philip Seymour Hoffman. I thought it's because um, he's like thick. He's like a thick king. He is thick as well, but he's also yeah. dense. But not because he's stupid, Andrew. He's got. Oh. I, I hate that. Like, like you hate how I bring up the Eminem references all the time. Okay. I hate how you can't understand what I mean when I say that Philip Seymour Hoffman's ghost is dense. He's got one foot in the afterlife and one foot in regular life. So it's hard for him to focus on anything. Uh, he's very translucent. So physically yes. he's not dense, but, but mentally it's just, it's kind of like talking to someone with a hangover and they're kind yeah. of like not all there. That's all I'm saying. That's okay. all I'm saying. Okay. I think that's pretty clear. So the thick dense ghost like of Phil Seymour Hoffman. Hoffman's ghost. <laughs> yeah. He's clear. He's clear. He's perfectly clear. Yeah. Um, I want to say, okay, so Mikey and I uh, saw uh, Eminem at a uh, festival a couple years ago. Bonnaroo. And, at Bonnaroo. But the, the hilarious part was, like, I think he was the main headliner because they usually put those people on Saturday night. Yeah. And the collective shrug from the audience was uh, like so clear and audible. And then you'd find every like, uh, like in the crowd, you'd find one person that's like incredibly into it. And you're like, yeah, I got to stay the fuck away from that guy. <laughs> yeah. It was very easy for you to find that person. Cause he was standing right next to you. <laughs> <laughs> no, but even the... you, even you like the first five songs, you're like, yes, yes. And then you're kind of like, yeah. Well, yeah. cause the problem was he has so many bangers. He's like yeah. you too in a way. Cause he's got oh so many God. bangers. <laughs> That, that he 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 has to he wants to play to the crowd and and have a bunch of different songs but he has to only play like 30 seconds of each song if he wants to hit on every hit so as soon yeah. as i'd start to get into it he'd change the song and i was like yeah and that was the concert where he had the gunshot noise like the really loud bang yeah, yeah, and yeah. the whole world got really upset with him um uh, but yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah I don't know. I don't know. But you know, the only comparison to you two and uh, Eminem uh, that I could totally think about is like, if you ask Bono, he's like, I don't like rap. And you're like, cool, totally understand you, uh, Bono. Got it. And he goes, but I love Eminem. And you're like, ah, I see. Thanks, Does Bono. He Does he say no, that? No, but I imagine oh. so. <laughs> he, would, he would have some reasoning like that. Yeah, um, yeah. You know think what, of the what children. I, what, what I was thinking um, okay, about, uh, and, and it's, it's specifically to circle back quickly to Gears of War, because we don't need to get into it too much yet. Okay. But um, I was thinking about it because like before we do these episodes I want to like mentally prepare myself and it's a long and arduous process and I sit down and I I run a bubble bath and I have I have the soundtracks to the songs playing and I get really into it and I was thinking about Gears of War and how the whole story is about the locust how they're living underground and on emergence day which is why I made my name Mikey emergence day which was very clever and smart um, they all pop out and try to take over the surface of the world right isn't that kind of does that mean that Gears of War is the the prequel to the movie Us, the Jordan Peele movie Us? It's a yes or oh, no question. Wow. It's a um, yes or no question. Is it a yes or no question? It's a hundred. That's all it is. There's one word you can use to answer this question. Well, if, is if Gears it's, of War a prequel? If <laughs> to the movie Us. Yes. If it's a yes or no question, um, then no. Oh wow! But if you wish to discuss it, I'd be more open. Andrew, it's funny you should ask because uh-huh. I found a lamp the other day and I rubbed it and a right. genie came out and he said, okay. you have four wishes. And I was like, whoa, wait, what? Four? He's like, yeah, everyone thinks it's three. It's not. <laughs> I don't know how that misconception got started. You have four wishes. And started also, with a lazy genie. <laughs> you can force someone to fall in love with you and you can bring people back from- And you can wish bed. for more wishes. You can 100% wish for more wishes. So I don't even know, like we should start by, I can give you as many wishes as you want. And I was like, this is amazing. And yeah. by the way- the genie was Will Smith. It was not Robin Williams. And oh, really? Anyway, so, yeah. So he he gave me he gave me four wishes, and the first wish I was like, I want a crisp hundred dollar bill in my back yeah. pocket right now. He's like, okay, yeah. um, sure. And he's like, your next wish one hundred percent should be for, for more wishes. And I was like, I got you, I got you. My next wish, I want one more wish. And he's like, okay, mm. I can do multiples. I can do more than one. And I wow. said, okay, and I'll have one more wish. And I didn't get the concept that every time I said one more wish, it was just giving me basically replacing that wish with another wish. But anyway, um. I digress. I used as my last and final wish to discuss this. Cause you said, if you wish to discuss this, uh-huh. um, and I actually did wish on a, on a genie's bottle to genie's discuss bottle, like Christina Aguilera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, and yeah, it was, it was two genies. Not a lamp. One was, one was Christina, Christina Aguilera. Uh, the other one was Redman. Actually, it was, it was really strange. Oh, yeah. that's a, I didn't see that one coming. No, because he, he was, he was big with with Xena. So can, maybe, you know, maybe funny, we discuss if, this. It, yeah, of course. But if you think Christina Aguilera is a genie, you think she would have wished for a better career, right? <laughs> yeah, a hundred percent. She took that or a better she, plastic surgeon. Hey yo, hey yo, hey yo. Didn't she? She took that turn. She wanted to become like sexy, and she made her name X Tina instead of Christina, and she was in like Maxim oh. magazine, and that's kind of when her uh, when her career went downhill. Honestly, Mikey, sometimes I think your brain crystallized in 1998 and it's just not <laughs> gone past that. You're like, you're like, do you remember the career turn of Christina Aguilera? It's like, ah, oh, I remember her releasing Dirty and kind of creating a new persona for that, much like you two and, you know, invading our iPhones. But um, mm. yeah. You mean I'll blessing never... our iPhones, not invading our <laughs> iPhones. They, look, you two are not the locust. They did not pop out of our iPhones. They were they were always there, but they were the ones churn- – they were like the Keebler elves inside of our iPhones. They were keeping them going. Yeah. And then we just discovered yeah. they were there all along. 
Oh, it was the friends we made along the way. It was the friends we made it's along the way. <laughs> and our friends were Bono, The Edge, Adam Clayton, and the other one. And the other one. What Adam is the Clayton, other one's name? Something Junior. Larry Mullins Jr. But he doesn't Larry go Mullins by Junior, junior anymore because his dad died. So now he's just Larry Mullins. Oh, God. Is that what happens? Are you no longer a junior? Yeah, your, your, dad's, your dad's di- dads die. That does happen, and that happens. Okay, that, to him. that part is not lost to me. But I think about that because they become um, dense ghosts, just like Philip himself. <laughs> there was a there's an NFL player, Steve Smith, and he had a son, so he went by Steve Smith Sr. Oh. And I was like, oh, is that do you just become a senior? Like in my mind, I've always known seniors, or they're just always been seniors right. or old people. <laughs> I've never like, like the it's ceremony like Pokemon evolution. Yeah. Like where you're like, now I'm a, I'm a now I'm a senior. Like, oh. yeah, they're they're The wife gives birth to two things, a baby and a thunderstone. And they rub the <laughs> thunderstone on the dad and it evolves into a senior. Yeah. And then the junior just is junior. Yeah. That's how it works. Uh, yeah. And that's how the movie junior was written. Yeah. 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 And it, I it, didn't it, know this as well. Like every time, every time a, 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 a dad has a kidney stone, it's actually a thunderstorm. They're supposed to rub it against themselves. Oh, to turn into wow. a yeah. And that's how it happens. Wow. Well, Life is it on beautiful. Your Pikachu, though, until he learns agility. If Pokemon has taught us one thing, do not yeah. evolve your Pikachu until it learns agility. Otherwise it will lose to Raichu. Okay. I do want to learn that. I want to do want to talk about that for one thing. It's like, Pokemon has brought up many unanswerable questions for us. And and sure. I'm okay with that. I like the mystery of life. That's good. But <laughs> but we've known that Pikachu did not want to get evolved, did not want to be in a Pokeball. He was more independent than other Pokemon. That right. also insinuates that other Pokemon do not want to be in Pokeballs or get evolved either. And we're just forcing that upon them. Yeah, I don't think I don't think any of them do. I mean, the evolution thing, I think some of them would want to. That that I get, but no Pokemon is gonna to want to live in a Pokeball. Like if Pikachu no. doesn't want it, you're 100 percent right. No. There are other Pokemon that that do. I mean, we've talked about the problematic history of Pokemon for 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 Incredibly quite a few episodes on our. I mean, it, it's Michael Vick would be a great Pokemon trainer. Like you can't argue against that. that. Yeah, he yeah. would be a great Pokemon trainer. Gary it, need not apply. <laughs> no, Gary not apply. Brock, very famous sexual harasser. Very uh, is, famous. Is Ash Ketchum the Michael Vick of our lives? I think he. I think or he of is, the Pokemon world. Yeah, I, I except that he's not as fast. Uh, so I think Michael no, Vick is a talented. better human being than Ash mm. Ketchum. I think that and Michael Vick served his time. Let's just say that. And Michael Vick didn't put his dogs in a Pokeball. So, although Ash didn't either for, for for Pikachu at least. Yeah, but the rest of me did. You're yeah. ne- you're next, Peta. Come on, come yeah, up with oh, a counter argument for now. More like Pikachu. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll move past that one. Uh, so let's move right past it to uh, a little bit of a catch up, Andrew. I, I know that we, we've we been talking about how we're kind of passing the time these days, and you usually have some updates on some new TV shows that maybe you could turn mm-hmm, me on. Mm-hmm, what, what are you doing these days? What, what's passing the time? Well, so we've been I, I we've been doing uh, at, at the at our apartment, we've been doing classic cinema nights. Uh, every night we watch a new classic movie. Um, so this week we've seen North by Northwest, Dog Day Afternoon, Dr. Strangelove, His Girl Friday. Uh, it's been, it's been a very productive educational week. Um, but let's not forget that I have also seen Dark Side of the Ring, Survivor, Top Chef. Uh, it's been great. I get a little bit of both. 
you know, a little, a little bit, bit of both, both, a little bit of everything. Um, we, the, the, thanks to the Canadian government, we've, we've got a little bit of a stimulus going on. So we're not quite as worried about, about our livelihoods. So maybe we can, <laughs> yeah. can, can sit back and enjoy some of these shows a little bit more. Rather oh, than, hope everyone's uh, ex- enjoying your $1,200. <laughs> yeah. We're working, uh, existentially on, on getting over the fact that we may be stuck here for quite a while. Um, dark side of the ring. Amazing. As always, uh, as I, always. I'm, I'm we don't, we've talked a lot about it recently. So, uh, but we, we'll probably recap it unless something like a real banger comes out in the next couple of weeks. We'll probably recap the season when it's uh, finished because man, that thing flies through. Yeah, I know, and and each of them are so good. Uh, we we were talking, I think it was last episode uh, about the uh, about the brawl for the brawl for it all episode where it was basically yeah. like they made wrestling kind of MMA boxing for a while, and it was just really dark and a weird episode. Uh, a buddy of mine who's huge into wrestling, John Dulong, he he reached out to me and he let us know that because we were kind of siding with with Jim Cornette like talking oh yeah he's he's great to have on the uh, on on all the episodes and and this and that but apparently jim Cornette is uh racist yes yes and (laughs) also just not a great human being um which look i guess it turns out he's in professional wrestling in that world and no one in that world is is a good person um but yeah, he like his weird comments that got him fired from some other wrestling thing about yeah, which we will not repeat. <laughs> but yeah, we don't we don't need to repeat those. Yeah, no, he's he's not a, he's not a great guy. He's great he's great on screen, but he's not a good human being. Yeah, no, no, not a not a great human being. We can relate, also though. is your wrestling friend Jeff Dugong of the Dugong Seal family? No, yeah, he is actually, and he oh. refuses to evolve. And it's John Dugong. Thank you very much. I've got a weird obsession that I'm getting back into right now. Uh, and What's it's, that? it's uh, I've I've told you about this game. I don't know if you've ever played it, but it's very easy to pick up and play. Impossible to master, but it's uh, it's Rocket League. Oh yeah, yeah, Did you yeah. Ever end up playing Rocket League? Not like I've I've played it. I I don't. I've never played it enough to say that I really have fully mastered the controls or like fully understand what's going on other than, you know, like it's kind of like soccer in general that when you're like seven, all you're doing is chasing the ball. And I feel like I'm kind of like that now. Everyone is like that until they realize how, like until you watch pros play rocket league, you don't realize how, like, I honestly think that the chasm between what, how, like how I play rocket league and how pros play rocket league is bigger than the chasm between how I play basketball and a professional basketball player. Like, I think I could sooner become a professional <laughs> basketball player than I than, than I would be able to become a professional Rocket League player. I can't I, begin to tell you how wrong you are. No, trust me. Like, I, you, you don't watch the pros play that game try to do an ounce of what they do the the thought process that they have it's it's absolutely absurd i think it's it's as big if not not bigger but it's as big i have i have less of a chance or or the same slight slight chance still still a bit of a chance though of becoming yeah. pro in the nba versus rocket league I just declared my eligibility for the NBA draft. We'll see if it happens this year. It hasn't happened in the last 16 years, but you know, we'll see but every listen, year. Listen, you and I, we're a package deal. So if you mm-hmm. get drafted mm-hmm. in the NBA, they have to take me as well. And vice versa. <laughs> if I get drafted and I'm, I'm talking straight to you, NBA. Yeah. Cause I know you got Adam some time Silver. on your hands. Adam Silver. Listen, listen up. Yeah. You dare uh-huh. draft me to a team. Yeah and and leave my boy out of this what's up we're gonna we're gonna i'm gonna start throwing fists in your general direction and if you don't get out of the way one of them might touch you but he's a pretty big guy isn't he He he's a pretty big guy okay he's pretty tall he's skinny skinny but tall 
I'll outsmart you. How about that? <laughs> uh, he's probably also pretty smart, though. Yeah, I think he was a lawyer before this or something you like that. You know what, Adam? I'll play you Listen, in Rocket League. <laughs> I will play you in Rocket League and still probably lose because I'm not good. But honestly, like, if you if you have some time on your hands, it's on Xbox Live, or sorry, Xbox Game Pass, so you can play it for free right now. If it, Well, I mean, for the subscription fee. Um, you should definitely give it a try. It's a ton of fun regardless of what level you're at, but as soon as you start to consciously get good at the mechanics that you would need to get good at right. in order to go pro, like I'm planning on doing in a couple of days, uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, it, it's, 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 it's dense. It's, it's like Philip Zierhoffen's ghost. Um, <laughs> but speaking of Game Pass, uh, okay. we, we talked about this on an earlier episode. We're trying to find some ways to, uh, to either use the means uh, at our disposal already, uh, like, yeah. like any subscription services, anything like that, to play the next few games uh, on our list because we know that not everyone is going to be buying games for the next month or so. It's, it's kind of yeah. times, are, times are a little tough right now. But uh, we both have a subscription to, to Game Pass, and one of the games on there is Gears of War. They actually have the entire franchise up and available to play right now. Um, right. It kind of works for me going back to play the original Gears of War because that's r- really the only one that I spent a ton of time with. Um, yeah. And I think it was, for my money, still the, the best one in the franchise just because of how new it was. Um, what did you, did you, did you play a lot of this game growing up? I mean, it was around sort of that time of Left 4 Dead a little bit earlier, but, but, uh, yeah, I, I was going to say like, it, it was right around that time. So I did play it in university with people because it was also a fun co-op or online game because of horde mode. Um, yes. yes. which is something I definitely want to talk about because that kind of changed online gaming where it wasn't so competitive and now it was like team-based and then call of duty kind of got into that with the zombies later and stuff like that but the horde mode was just a ton of fun because of its eventual failure (laughs) yeah i I think yeah i mean that's it's an interesting concept i originally hated horde mode and first like horde mode was uh introduced in gears of war 2 so we couldn't we we won't be able to play it we won't be able to play it this one but look that brings up another point and that's franchise bleed i could not tell you these specific differences between one and three. Those were the only three that I played. I didn't play anything past three, but um, the, the concept of horde mode where it ends in a necessary failure, you have to lose, you have to die mm-hmm. uh, is yep. such a like mentally getting over that is it's almost like jumping from a high height and knowing you're going to enjoy it, but eventually you're going to hit the ground and it's going to hurt. Like, yeah. like, like preparing yourself for the fact that losing is inevitable in that, in that uh, game mode. Uh, took a lot of doing, but I actually really liked that once I got used to it. I found Horde mode in, like unendingly fun. Yeah. The first time you play is so stressful and so yeah. nerve wracking. Yeah. And like you get so depressed when you lose, but then you kind of get used to it. Like, yeah, it, it kind of like the inevitable kind of washes over you. If you had to think about Gears of War, what is like a snapshot of Gears of War that you think about immediately? Because I actually have an answer for this. Uh, the commercial for Gears of War. Oh, wow. Okay. Here. Like, do you remember that commercial? It's it's thought of as like one of the best commercials of all time. It was the one, it was Mad World by Gary Jules, kind of like oh, uh, yeah. laid over it. So it was the, the dark, gritty tone, guns, action, everything, but kind of slowed down to the music, like an odd juxtaposition of music. Uh, where it's very uh, somber, laid on top of something that's very uh, right. dark, right? Like like action oriented, and and that that combination worked super super well, and was imitated even to this day after that one came out. Oh my what, god, what, that song worst? also shot up the charts too because of that. One oh my commercial. god, yeah, it's a song from the eighties. Oh my god, that's crazy! I totally forgot about that, but now I will never not be able to forget about yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. To me, it's to me, it's the t- I have two different things. It's the absurd size of the characters. Yes. Um, just yeah. being like Herculean 
and yeah. and then also the chainsaw uh gun. oh my god like the, the lancer, yeah yeah the lancer yeah the having having that on the gun like that and that motion of like blood coming right at the screen and then like you know the yell uh yeah, yeah that's a huge part of it I mean, it's it's Epic Games and Cliff Cliff Blazinski, and Epic was always known for like the Unreal Engine and and the Unreal yeah, games. Classic Blazinski, classic Blazinski, and and he, it, it's like this this uh, those big overblown characters, super gory, super like in your face and chunky, like really chunky game design. And originally, when I was watching this game, <laughs> like Philip Seymour Hoffman's Ghost, like feel like very chunky, very very, very chunky. chunky, yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> Um, and originally when I was watching the development of this game, I was like, not interested. The gameplay didn't look fun. It didn't look engaging. It just looked purposely dark and like gritty. Um, but then I, I got a chance to play it and that cover based mechanic drawing inspiration. Cliff Lezinski said that he drew inspiration from three main things for this game. It was Band of Brothers, which makes sense because it's kind of that like group of people against the odds, moving behind enemy lines, this and that sure. in the war zone. It was Resident Evil 4, which makes a ton of sense as well because that was that over-the-shoulder perspective. Um, and then another, and Kill Switch, which is another game that did cover-to-cover shooting. But one of the games that he he cited as reference was The Legend of Zelda for storytelling. Whoa. And I'm like, okay, but nothing about your game is story driven like real not like that's not why people play these games and legend of zelda does everything that you're trying to do in a much different way so i didn't i didn't really get that but yeah that's 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 one thing that i found strange about this franchise was it seemed like after the first one they really started to put an emphasis on uh on story in general and i don't think the story was good at all and you see in like i think it was gears of war 2 they tried to get super emotional but you mm. brought up the character design how everyone's like roided out and big and loud Huge. and bloody. so when they try to lend emotion to it it just comes off as so absurd like one guy had to kill another guy like as a mercy killing one of his friends and yeah. the, in the cutscene, he holds a gun to his head and the gun is like nine times the size of his head and you're like <laughs> what the fuck is going on i'm supposed to cry right now like how is yeah. this happening i always go to marcus phoenix for like the most like like marcus how am i supposed to feel and he's like it's been a tough day and you're like oh god oh god yeah he's like go he's now locus in the head my therapist yeah punch him in the head <laughs> um i so one thing that got me into this game and i didn't i didn't really put this into uh into perspective until i went back and, and as i mentioned was in my bubble bath thinking about this game was how how much I think this game has in common with something like Ratchet and Clank or like an oh. Insomniac Games title. More specifically, I guess, Resistance Fall of Man, because that's more more of the the like wartime era. But all of the weapons in, in Gears felt so good. Like you mentioned the Lancer. Yeah. And and the chainsaw gun, like that like with the chainsaw component. Do you remember any of the other um weapons in this game? Did any oh, of them kind of ring about you? I'm trying to now I'm trying to think. Um I'll, I'll uh, give, me, off, give me a heads up. Yeah, I'll yeah. rattle off a few, and you'll—I think you'll immediately remember how tactile they all felt. Like I used "chunky" to explain it before, and and yeah. that is kind of the word uh, of the day for me because everything is very chunky and tactile, and it felt like, like almost like you were you were feeling the game as you were playing it. Right. Um, the, they had the sticky grenades that you could uh-huh. smack onto someone and then roll away and their body would be eviscerated. They had right. the the shotgun as well, which, you know, we talked about this in our Doom episode, how much a a 
uh, a big powerful shotgun can can mean to a game and change sort of the the perspective of the game yeah um they also had my favorite weapon in the game was that bow do you remember the bow that you'd pull back you had to like wait a while and then you'd hit someone and it would explode mm-hmm. so if you got a oh, headshot yeah. it would give you like and then the the most fun element of this is like in an action game everyone's least favorite thing to do is reload it's when the game goes on pause but this game yeah. had that fast reload mechanic where every gun was a little bit different and as it was reloading if you press the reload button again right as it hit a certain area then your next clip would have more damage to it so you had this like bow and arrow right. you'd like fire one off boom headshot get the fast reload knock up another one super quick and you just like boom 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 when those when that landed well and when it was working well god damn i very few action games had ever felt as good to me as as that did right yeah no i i completely agree with you and it just it had a very distinct art style and grittiness and dirtiness to it um and like the obviously the the enemies were you know uh unique let's go with yeah. that yeah, yeah yeah you know i you know i think like if you if you pointed one out of the lineup you're like oh that's from gears of war you know? yeah yeah it, for two reasons. One, just because the character design is so unique and so specific. And two, right. because where else do you see something like the Locust? It's like a bunch of killer crocs running around. Like they're they just <laughs> they, they have that very unique look to it. But that was another thing is like in the first killer game, crocs. the whole the whole game was about killing the Commander Ram or General Ram or whatever his name is. Mm-hmm. Then you kill him and the ending is just another enemy being like, we're going to continue the fight. And I was like, I don't <laughs> give a fuck. I don't care. And apparently like they really did care about story. Cliff Blazinski wanted comics, movies, TV shows, all that stuff. And it comes across in the way that they design the next few games. Yeah, money indeed. Yeah. Money, um, money. <laughs> money, of course. Uh, but it just did not land for me. The, the story to me was so inconsequential. It was all about the gameplay and the and the feel of this, which I think they got perfect. And like, I'm not saying that in a way to say that they fucked up and the game is bad because the story's bad. I'm just like, know why I'm playing this game. And it's not because of a sentimental story you're telling me about Marcus Phoenix's daughter or whatever the fuck. It's yeah. just because the game plays super well. No, I agree with you. Yeah, and it's like, you know, it's so funny. I, I kind of don't want to step on my, my review, my score, but it's kind of, it's that, when I played this game, it felt like the first of the beginning of another generation of video games. Like, oh, we had had our old video games and now this is the beginning of a new video game. It's, it's ultra violent. Um, it was trying to tell us a story, but everything was new. The guns were new. The enemies were new. Some, 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 um, you know, the way you play the game was kind of mechanics. Excuse me. Thank you. It was, was new. And I was like, this feels new. And I'm with you that it kind of just dropped off after one for me where I really didn't, I don't think it ever relived how much fun I had playing one. So it's not surprising for the guy to go like, Oh, we should figure out if they could be in vitamins or on top of band-aids or right, you know, like, right, right. You know, like, let's make, let's cash this cow. You know, um, that's actually, so, that's, that's such a good point that the whole idea of this being a new generation of games, because it now, like what worries me is that going back to play this game now, it's just going to feel like most other games with a cover mechanic yeah. in them. But that was so new at that point in time yeah. to run up to cover take your time, take a pot shot, go back down, reload this and that. Like that mechanic was brand new to, to video games and, and the new types, uh, weapon styles and all that. You're hundred percent right. This game absolutely changed video games. And I just worry that it's going to get lost a little bit because so many other games have, have, have stolen from it. Yeah. Um, to kind of like absorb a little bit of its feel. Oh, I completely agree with you. And it's something like, even because I was talking about earlier that we're watching kind of like classic movies and stuff again, is that when like we watch usual suspects and when, when uh, 
when certain things feel like they are tired and like real tropes that are done, you have to remind yourself like, yeah, but these were the first one to do it. So like right, when you're right, watching right, right. it and going, oh, this is so done. It's like, yeah, but this, this was the first one to do it. So people didn't know at that point, like, yeah, you know, to, to reveal at the end or, like or, that. I remember watching The Sting, the movie The Sting. Mm. And it was like it, it, the fact that there Great was a movie. double cross kind of thing was so yeah. new to movies at that time. But when yeah. I was watching it as like a modern viewer, I was like, obviously, this is like that's expected. You're supposed no. to have these in movies like yeah. this. They were but, so successful that everyone else copied them. No matter what, though, with usual suspects, I don't care how many movies have ended up like borrowing from it. When it's revealed that Kevin Spacey uh -oh. is uh -oh. a pedophile, it was the oh. most surprising thing in any movie I've ever seen. I couldn't oh. believe it. I was like, I don't wow, know. You know what? Pedophile. Kevin Spacey being a pedophile was not the most shocking thing in the world. <laughs> <That was laughs> really and then at the end, I was talking about this last night where he comes out and he's just like, he's like, you know what? You're right. I did some bad things. And now I'm willing to live my life as a gay man. And we're like, Kevin, that's not the problem. Dude, <laughs> take a step back. <laughs> What if I say something more shocking than all the crimes I've committed? <laughs> well, what's that going to be, Kevin? I'm gay. I'm gay. We uh, don't care. <laughs> we don't care. That's not a thing that people care about very much anymore. Oh, well, I'm going to try. <laughs> We're going to try. Um, yeah, he kind of just shoehorned that in there. Like Epic <laughs> Games shoehorned a story into uh, to Gears of War. Oh, yeah, seriously. Thanks, Craig. Um, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I'm really excited to play this game because the, I, in my mind, it looks good. And I just, obviously, graphics have gotten so much better, but it's kind of very interesting that I'm like, well, that game has to look okay, right? right. You right. know, and it's probably not. Well, I bet you it's not bad. It's Xbox 360, and it was the game, like, it was kind of developed alongside the hardware of the Xbox 360. Oh, and okay. There was, there was another game we played recently. Um, I can't remember where which game it was, but it was basically being developed alongside the hardware. I mean, it may have been okay. Comic Zone or something like that on the Sega, and the Sega mm. had to become a more powerful system, or or maybe it was right. Sonic, it's something along those lines, in order to allow the game to be played. It which made it so that other games could then be more powerful as well. So I think the game's going to look fine. I think it's going to be okay. Be okay. Um, I, I just worry that, that you know, because I did play the next two games in the series that I'm going to be missing certain elements. I also remember one very unique thing about playing this game online, specifically Gears 1, where there was, I, I, I got this game on launch and I played it on E-Day, Emergence Day. And it, in fact, mm -hmm. because of that, my gamer picture on Xbox is a unique picture you could only ever get if you played this game on uh, Emergence Day. So I, I actually kind of, I find that kind of cool. But yeah. When the game first went to online, before people figured out how to exploit certain mechanics and certain weapons, they played it online the same way that you played single player, uh, the campaign mode, which is you'd see the enemy, you'd kind of hunker down, you'd take some pot shots, go back, work with your team, this and that. And then a, a month in, or maybe a couple weeks in, people recognized how overpowered the shotgun was. So the game became online, just rolling around the map everywhere until you're right up in their face, shooting them once with the shotgun and getting out of dodge. Like it just mm -hmm. changed the mechanics completely in a way that I'd never experienced with a video game. And I didn't like playing online because the exploitable mechanics made it so that the way you had to play to do well was no longer fun. Right. Yeah, no, weird. I completely, no, I completely agree with you. Like it's, it's, it is an interesting snapshot of moments of video games that we're about to play right here. Like, yeah. you know, it's Halo had set the world on fire. And like, I think people were trying to replicate this idea of like, okay, we need more shooters out there. Call yeah. of Duty had been doing well. And it's like, okay, what can we do to put our own unique stamp on this? And, and 
and to get it away from kind of like, you know, Call of Duty realistic military stuff, but like take yeah. that, but also take the Halo alien stuff and then combine the two into kind of a gritty alien game. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm really, you, I'm really curious to see how it's going to play, you know, with everything we know now. Yeah. I mean, that was, that was, that's exactly what happened. And I think Cliff Blazinski was, was very on point in, in, in consciously deciding to do that, to, 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 to combine different elements. He was yeah. like such a rock star at that point in the game industry and a visionary, especially after this game came out. Like, I remember he was dating, um, Jenna Jameson and that was like oh the biggest deal in the video game community because it was like, it was almost as significant as when, uh, Christina Aguilera made that career oh turn <laughs> that so desperately affected her. Um, but it was like, it was like, oh my God, guys, we, a gamer is dating a porn star holy shit and like in high yeah, school we made like, it that's the coolest <laughs> thing in the world and now as a 31 year old i'm like oh, okay you do you i guess i don't know it's not wait wait a second mikey would you not date a porn star specifically jenna jameson no <laughs> oh no not jenna jameson i don't yeah. want to be anywhere where tito ortiz has been <laughs> <laughs> except for chuck liddell i'll be all up in his guts <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't wait to get knocked out by Chuck Liddell in an unrelated knockout incident. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so the reception of this game, like we've been talking about how this kind of changed gaming forever. Um, the There was a bit of a drop-off from the first game through to the fifth. In total, there's seven games, I think, that were released. There's one, Gears of War 1, 2, 3, 4, and 5, also Judgment and Ultimate. Ultimate was kind of a, a, a remake, I'm pretty sure. The first game, okay. Metacritic, uh, was a 94%, which is insane. That's a super, wow. super high score for a shooter. Um, the second, uh, second game got a 93. The third game got a 91. Judgment 79, Ultimate 82, number four was an 84, and number five was an 84. So it has not had a bad entry in the franchise ever. And I think that speaks to the mechanics and how applicable they hmm. are to just any game. Like everyone likes these mechanics, so it's all good. But maybe we'll talk a little bit about uh, about not our experiences because we've talked about that, but are you ready to start uh, reviewing this game? Oh, absolutely I am. Um, also, when we get back, I really want to talk about how Dave Batista's in the newest game. Whatever. Is he yeah, he is a, know that. a playable character. He, it's, uh, I, Mikey, Mikey, I'm going to send you a photo right now because I don't know what's going on with Dave Bautista, but like, you know what? Honestly, do you. Like, get your money. I'm glad. Happy for you. Um, But he, he has now taken to wearing uh, colored glasses, like tinted glasses. Oh, no, like, Dave. Why? Like, like bright blue or bright red or depending on what's going on. And I think it's depending on the... <laughs> I think it's depending on what he's currently doing. Like, oh, I'm Gears of War. I that's my most of my red glasses. I got oh my god for Gears no, of War, dude. and it's, so it's it's in the game that he wears <laughs> that he oh. wears them. How okay? So here's the thing, though. If there were a real life version of a Gears of War character, it's Dave Batista. Like he looks exactly like that, including like oh, the yeah. weird shaped head, like the head that doesn't quite fit the body, sort of thing. Totally. I, it's, yeah. I like that like Cliff was, <laughs> Cliff would go to Dave Batista and go, uh, Dave, we'd love to use you for the game. But can you put on like 75, uh, 125? <laughs> I don't know, somewhere in there. And he's like, uh, I don't know. I think I'm like maxing out here. And they're like, mm, not quite. No, you got to. Not quite. We can you stand against the wall rights. of characters? Uh, yeah. <laughs> See how you compare? No. Yeah. Uh, way to go, Tiny. <laughs> um, yeah. 
He's uh, <laughs> if if anyone could make him look tiny, it's Marcus Phoenix. Which hey, who yes. knows how Marcus Phoenix remained as big as he was in jail? But you know that's a conversation All for right. another day. I forgot about that. Um, so uh, for those of you who are new or may have just forgotten, Andrew and I each give these uh, games to specific rankings. The first ranking out of four bits is our review based on what the game meant to us growing up. As though we're reviewing it back when it first came out, then we take a bit of a break to revisit the game and give it its second ranking, also out of four bits, which represents how the game holds up in the modern day. That said, every game will receive an ultimate score out of yeah. a possible 16 bits with eight of those bits coming from Andrew, four for the retro score, four for the current score, and eight for myself. Same breakdown. Andrew, oh. could you uh-huh. please do me a favor and um, okay. break it down for me? Ooh, spicy. Um, Yeah, absolutely. I can, Mikey. I've done this now for 102 episodes. I will continue <laughs> to do this for you. I am a good partner in this. Okay. Thank you very so, much. No problem at all. Um, Gears of War, man, is an interesting one in the way that when it came out, it was it was so cool. Like it's kind of hard to describe it. Un- like unlike unlike when Kevin Spacey came out, not not as cool, <laughs> not as cool. Yeah, when Cl- Gears of War came out, it wasn't to distract everyone from the tr- the charges that they were going to face. Oh, right, um, right. No, Gears of War was so cool. It felt edgy and fun. Where where in my mind, Halo felt like softer. You know, yeah, yeah, it yeah, felt, yeah. It was like edgy, and it was like going for people right my age at that time. Like, yeah. oh, you you have a hundred dollars to spend a week find a way to spend it on this video. Oh, okay. Um, you know, I, I, it was, it was so cool, but it's hard to describe that since that game came out, I have not thought about it at all. Like I, it it just, it, it's amazing. It disappeared into the ether and did not have the lasting ability of so many other games. I I keep bringing up Halo for some reason, but like Halo still stuck around as like, well, that's a legend, you know, like what do you mean? Halo is, but Gears of War did not reach that height in my mind for some reason. And only recently when the um, commercials would come on for the Gears of War five or whatever number with with Dave Batista looking into the camera going like, play with me. And you're like, "Uh, okay. (laughs) Uh, And I was like, Gears of War. And I, and so much so that when I would watch that commercial, I'd go, yeah, I'm not going to play Gears of War. And like, I, and I don't know why I've turned away from that franchise, but I'm trying to like, get my mind back into where I really enjoyed it. And so I, I'm, I can't give this an incredibly high score after all the negative things I said, but when I played it, man, I love that game. So I'm going to give it a three out of four. Yeah, that's, I, I like that score. I've got a similar problem, which is that I kind of, it's almost like, um, like the hangover where the sequels really did affect my perception of yeah. the original. And that's a good Games way of War it. one and two. I loved, I fucking loved those games. Like I, I was excited to play them. I enjoyed playing them. And then for some reason, I just kept seeing successive releases gears of war three. I didn't even finish the, ca- Oh no, I did finish the campaign, but I barely touched the online. And then every other release, I just didn't even didn't care about. And because I had that perception of them just kind of milking the franchise, which like, sh- of course they're going to do that. Of, of course. Yeah. It, it didn't of course. feel like they were improving upon the formula that much. I just, it kind of soured for me, but I don't think I'm going to let that affect what I know I loved about the game way back in the day. Um, and between especially Gears 1 and 2, but the online play and, and the campaign, I I will unequivocally say that the campaign in Gears of War 1 is one of my favorite campaigns of all time. I, I had such a blast, and because of that and because I still kind of have this memory of how good that combat felt, I'm giving this mm-hmm. one a four out of four. Um, which, Whoa! Which, yeah, I know. I, I didn't know that I expected to do that either, but the more I remembered this game meaning to me uh, and, and how much I played it, I played through the campaign a bunch, and I love co-op, and I always loved co-op when you could play with a buddy online, and this was like... 
there were so many firsts in this game. The the first like cover based shooter that I really got into, the first real gritty violent shooter that that worked uh, that that kind of played on that sense like an Unreal game, like the the first Unreal Engine game that I really took uh, spoke that really spoke to me as well. Um, yeah, everything about it up to Horde mode and Gears of War two. Um, so there's a little bit of franchise bleed there. I just I had such a great time with it. Wow, a four out of four! Holy yeah. smokes, I did not see that one coming. Yeah, I honestly, when we when we because we talked about what games we could do, and you brought up Gears of War, and I was like, sure, let let's do it. Why not? And I did not expect to give it a four in its in its uh, oh, early wow. score, but but uh, I don't know. I think it's going to be fun. I think it's going to be a bit of a blast from the past. And I'm I'm wondering if in playing the first one, because the fifth is on Game Pass, if I might pick that up and play that once we're done. Well, honestly, I've been thinking about that because I was like, oh man, if this is really good, like I got to look at number five because I got to play as my boy Dave Batista. You know, he's been telling <laughs> yeah, me to. Of course. Of course um, yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, I'm excited to go play, Mikey. Let's go do this, buddy. All right, we'll see you on the other side. Boom! Yeah, bro. Oh, nice. I'm oh, dumb. my God. I'm a dog. Dude, this game looks fucking good. Yeah. Okay. All right, I remember this right off the bat. It's just like, which way do you want to go? You're like, I don't fucking know. You tell me. I just started <laughs> I don't this even game. know the controls yet. Let's take the prison blocks. Is that what you chose? You chose the prison blocks. Yeah. yeah. Great. Yes. Thanks, Andrew. All right, here we go. I love it. Enemies are jumping on me, and Dom's just like hands to his ears, talking to his crew. It's like, yo, dude, how about you hold your hands on your gun? You know what's weird? I don't see you. You don't see me? I'm right behind you. you. Turn around. Turn around. Right here. Wait, that's that's oh, me. That's Dom. Oh, oh, okay. He was on screen before you were, and so I thought he was just yeah. like a training guy. Like, no, like, Andrew. That's I'm Dom. You can't tell based on my biceps that that's me. Oh yeah, pick up ammo. Pick I up like that ammo in this game. By the way, first of all, I'm saying ammo, not ammo, so that's pretty cool. Is is universal? Like it? Does, you just pick up ammo blocks, yeah, and it gives you anything. Bullets fit in all guns, which is the way it should be. Oh, here we go. There's someone to your left. I'm gonna kill him. I killed yeah. him with barely any of your help. So it's pretty stiff, eh? Yeah. Grab these grenades. It's incredibly stiff. Holy fuck, how did I ever play shooters on consoles? Like, I'm really bad at it. Well, here's the thing, I'm, I play shooters a lot on consoles, and this is... Is it is it just great. the stiffness of the, of the aim, or what? It's really chunky, like, it's hard to tell when you hit something or not. Like, it's kind of like... See, I like that, I just have, I have trouble just getting my cursor right. Like, it's gonna take me a long time to get used to aiming again. Like, I'm, I'm trying to hit the guy's head, and he's like, it's there. It's there for me if I just want to aim at it, and I just can't get it. Okay, I'm sorry to say this. Which one's reload? Uh, right bumper. Oh, that makes right bumper. Weird. Hardly newer. <laughs> <laughs> That's about sexual assault. Oh damn it! So this cover system, I remember being really revolutionary. It was, and it still feels pretty good. I also love the nades. Watch this. I'm gonna throw a nade yeah. right for when they come in here. Boom! Boom! Shakalaka. What is this? NBA Jam because it's a boom shakalaka. I gotta say though, it, it's a pace that I don't remember feeling in games recently, and I like that. Also, one thing one thing I've noticed is a lot of modern games with a cover mechanic, like Red Dead for example, when you come out of cover, you're kind of auto aimed and locked on to someone, but in this it's like you're not aiming anywhere. Like you're no. you're. Oh yeah. So yeah, no, I, I, oof, I'm having trouble with this shooting. Same. Like the go. thing is, I know you're saying it's because you don't usually play shooters on consoles, but man, I do, and I'm still having trouble with this. You know what it honestly feels like is Rockstar shooting, where it's just so stiff. Okay, board the Raven helicopter. Here we go. Uh oh. 
All right. All right. So we're running Uh-oh. to this super cool helicopter. There's a giant monster. Yeah. A squid-type, um, like, crab-like. Which is, again, like, this is – they do this in video games a lot. If I were that monster, I would annihilate you guys. Like, I, I would kill myself so quickly. Quicker than Sad Mikey in high school. <laughs> I just don't get that, like, things don't become excellent. They become large or many. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's kind of like you can't have, like, just, oh, that's a really good soldier. It's like, no, that's the size of a building or there's a thousand of them. But think about it. They can't really do that because the controls aren't precise enough to give you an excellent soldier to fight. Right. If they were better, if their aim were better and uh, and you could take less hits or they could damage you more, it would be so much harder – Almost like how a PlayStation 1 era game is hard. Not because it requires more skill and we don't have it, but because you're fighting against the controls itself rather than mastering it and just not being good enough yet. Totally. It is hilarious how big these guys are. Their arms are the size of my thighs. And their thighs are the size of my junk. (laughs) I do like this, like, they they prompt you to press Y and like, hey, look, something's happening kind of thing. And then... The thing you see is sometimes very inconsequential. Like, hey, also the helicopter shooting. Uh, <laughs> a <okay>. door. Wow. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, I was going to go there, but now I'm going to go there. Ooh, have you pressed A while running? Yeah, you have. That's like the that's the uh, the over-the-shoulder, like... Oh, my God, it makes me sick. I like it. I like it, man. It, it's like a fog of war type thing. All right, I'm using the Lancer again. Where's the Lancer? How do you switch? Uh, D-pad. Mm. Up, down, left, right. Up is grenades, left, right are lancer, or like your two mains, and then Got back it. is your your sidearm. Gotcha. Okay, thanks. Which is weird because you think you press the side in order to get to your sidearm, yeah. but it's back? I mean, what the hell? What the fuck? What the fuck, man? Come at me, bro. I will say, with the darkness of everything... It's kind of hard to tell who's your opponent and who's your That's true. Teammate. Everyone kind of looks the same. Because they're wearing battle stuff as well, the opponent. Everything's just very gray. Yes, everything is very gray. Like Liam Neeson fighting wolves, everything is very gray. Absolutely. Also, I don't find the deaths very satisfying. I'm like, oh, did he? Oh, is he dead? Oh, is he dead? Okay, he's dead. It's it's interesting because when I used to watch videos of the development of this game, it looked the same to me. Like like it was great, but for some reason, I really like it. I, I think it works. Like the oh, way wow. that they kind of blow up or like get thrown to the side and all that. Yeah, I, I'm a fan. Huh? Oh, there you are. Hello. Hello. Let's do this. Hello. How are you doing? How is your shooting going? Cover me. Please cover me. There's like there's like four different enemy designs. The locust with goggles, and there's the locust with a hat, and there's the locust with like he doesn't care. He's got no armor. Yeah, yeah. They ran out of armor for this guy. You know what the run mechanic reminds me of is charging as Reinhardt in Overwatch. Yeah, because you, you know like, you like you can't really go left and right with any agility. Whoa. There you go. Why did it skip us ahead like that? Because I got to a checkpoint. Uh, okay. No, you're right. But what makes sense about the Reinhardt charge is like you should only be able to do it every once in a while and it's very devastatingly powerful. So that's why it kind of like disorients you. This one, I yeah. don't, it feels so different than the rest of the game that I'm like, oh my God, what is that? <laughs> like, oh, see, to me, it doesn't feel out of place. It's just kind of like a desperation. Like I don't, I, I got to get from point A to point B. There's no cover there. So you pay a price, which is your camera gets disoriented. Yeah, I don't know. It kind of works for me. I'm not going to lie. I think you're 100% wrong about all this. Oh, wow. Interesting. Okay. Well, I can't can't stop you from being wrong, but... You can try, though. Boy, can I. That's why I started a podcast. Okay, one of our teammates is is wearing the full goggles and helmet and glowing eyes, and every time he pops up, I'm like, nope, kill him. 
Oh no! Okay, wait. His name's Carmine. He's kind of a joke in this franchise. He 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 or his brother dies every, in every episode or every game. <laughs> oh, cool! I like that we're decimating their whole family line. So remember how I was talking about in in the second game? They try to make it very emotional, and Dom has to shoot someone. Yeah, he shoots him with like the gun he's holding now, which is the size <laughs> of his entire body, and it just makes it so silly. Like one of the Final Fantasy characters had to chop some celery and pulled out the sword that's as big as a tower. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Like, yeah. oh. Yeah, Cloud has like a cooking simulator. <laughs> now there is a game. Andrew, I think we're on to something. I think we're on to something. What they're trying to teach us now is flanking. So you lay down suppressing fire, you're going to distract them. I'm going to get around behind them. You got it. And kill the turret. I think they call them troikas in this game for some stupid reason. There you go. Now they're facing me. Got him. Perfect. Do you see how that works? Yep. Loved it. Do you understand? I understand. Oh, I'm dead. I'm going to crawl towards you. Crawl towards me, I'm shooting the trika. Oh wait, I can't, you can't crawl? I thought you could. Oh, oh no, oh, I'm getting saved by the other guy. Okay. Don't worry, the guy who doesn't do a podcast with me is trying to save me, right? <laughs> I think he's trying to angle to get a podcast. Um, and he left me, so apparently he doesn't like my podcast skills that much. So I'm still just bleeding Okay, out. where are you? Okay, I see, I just gotta clear some of these guys first. All right, it's okay, I'm enjoying this. Just a nice red screen. Staring at a puddle of blood, which is Ooh, my second favorite band next to Puddle of Mud. My character's just like, I can't die. Somebody help. Somebody <laughs> help. Damn it. That's what he's saying right now. And everyone's like, so aggressively. Worry. Thank you. Oh, and that's all it takes? Is that one yeah. the like touch? No, you have to perform open heart surgery on the battlefield. Well, usually it's like there's usually like a time punishment, a little bit of like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I remember this part of the level. This is a good little horde mode area because they the things start to open up all around us. If yeah. there's a hole, you have to throw a grenade into it to get rid of it. Yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna get this hole. I'm gonna seal up this hole. It's like a it's like a Friday night. Yeah. That's what I that's what I say to men and women of all sizes, shapes, and colors. Time to seal that hole. And then I play Kiss by a Rose. Kiss by a Rose. Yeah. Oh shit! I missed the hole. That's why they keep coming. Also, also like a Friday night. Yeah, I was gonna say. There you go. I sealed them up. We're good. There's another hole over here. We're gonna need to find some grenades. There's some grenades here. Okay. Lay some covering fire for me. I'm gonna go run. Working on it. Why can't I? I'm trying to, oh, I was trying to get him with the chainsaw and it wouldn't let me. Can you revive me? Yeah, yeah. They're on I, every side. I'm kind of bleeding out on, on the corpse, the ragdolled corpse of a locust. And it looks like we're just 69, like 100%. <laughs> oh, there you go. There you go. Buddy. Oh shit. Okay, I need to seal up another hole. Oh no. Oh, you again, again? I got myself with my own grenade. They call me Mike Kamikaze. I've become a healer in this game. <laughs> yeah, you're my person. Oh, I'm gonna go down. I'm down. I'm not saving you. I'm not saving you. I'm down. Wow, you bleed a lot. <laughs> oh my god. Go. I got you. Thanks. Man, I'm like a healer in this game. Oh. Come here, you little sack of shit. Yeah, chainsaw kill. Oh, nice. I want one of those. Okay, I gotta seal this hole. Come on, baby. It's time to get kissed by a rose. Ah, <laughs> oh, classic. What the hell, man? Anywhere. Those holes can pop up anywhere, they say. Figured yes, out. they can. I used to have nightmares about those things when I was a kid. Shit. I still Wow. Shit. Great I backstory. I still, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're talking about the, the locust. They're like, I used to have nightmares. He's like, I still do. And we're like, okay, so I guess these things have always been scary. Okay. Yeah, and they're big, tough guys. So it's it really tells you a lot that you're like, oh, I'm allowed to be scared too, because these guys. <laughs> yeah, they're big and strong. I hope yeah. they also have a teddy bear. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so this is another one of those weird arbitrary moments where they just split you up for some reason, like for, for no reason. So you and I are on opposite sides right now. Yeah, we are. Scary. I can't save your life anymore. Oh shit, don't die right now. Not right after saying that. <laughs> 
it's weird. The guy I'm with just asked me to host a podcast with him. I, I don't know how I feel about it. Andrew, don't do it. Don't do it. He'll leave you bleeding. Throwing grenades. Same with me. Look at us grenade butts. See, you can't I know, seriously. The other guy? I don't know. He's pretty funny. At the same time. What did he say? What did he say that's so funny? I bet you I'm funnier. He said, how many MeUndies ads do you do? And I'm like, I'm like, not enough. And then that he's is like, funny. Yeah, that he's like, you, you tell me. Yeah, I know. I was like, Listen, I was laughing. if you guys end up starting a podcast, you got to let me know. Yeah. It Why sounds that? great. I'm into it. I want to subscribe. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, I guess. Like, okay. Okay. I guess. I mean, unless you don't want me as a listener. Like, I don't need to. <laughs> I thought you were trying to get on as a guest. I'm like, oh, I don't know, man. I would I would never, Andrew. I would never. Okay, I'm going to go. I'm going to try to get around him. Okay. Cover Call fire. Cover me. Fucking cover me, man. Are you covering me? Cover I'm covering. Me. I'm covering. I'm covering. God. These guys are so broy. Hey, cover me. I want to go get some monster energy drink. All right, I'm going to get this Troika. I'm going to man it. Just kidding. I'm going to woman it. Why is that a joke? Because women don't know how to fire Troikas. Everyone knows that. Got him. Uh, are there women in the Gears of War universe? In Gears of War 5, one, yeah, Marcus Venus's daughter, I think, is one of the main characters. Cool. All right, here you go. They're coming from where we just were. Okay. I'm right beside you. Uh, we may not need to worry about them. Oh boy, blowing them down. You are 300ing them so hard. 300ing. That's our favorite thing to do in video games. Yeah, get them in a tight alleyway space and just mow them down. I was gonna say a tight leotard, but sure, whatever. I was gonna say, so you're just on the the automatic, you know, stationary machine gun, and you're just mowing them all down. Is there an option for me to like read a book or? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to read Catcher in the Rye, though. That's the thing. Ah, uh, okay. Whoa, shit. <laughs> Every, everyone just chainsaws up. One guy got in between three of us and literally all chainsaws from every different way. Yeah, like, you know, he's back at the barracks the next day. Like, what happened to Glenn? You're like, oh, I have a story for you. And welcome back to the Retrograde. Hey, guys, we got a mission. And that mission is to finish this fucking podcast after we fucking take that needle, stick it right in our pee hole, and we steroid the shit out of our face holes, our face holes. Yeah, they. Uh, I, I would say that Marcus Phoenix and his friends would not have been friends with me in high school. No, uh, they definitely would have stolen my lunch money a few times. A few yeah. times. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. They also would have been like the people that like would have made fun of things and then only adopt those things like a year later. Oh, yeah, 100%. Because yeah. their sense of irony is non-existent. No, totally. Absolutely not. Yeah. Yeah. No. Um, yeah. But my sense of irony is is non-existent when I say, that was a great game. I really enjoyed it. I honestly, I really did. Yeah, you know what? I I'm trying to I'm trying to come to peace with this game because like on the on the outside, like everything's good. Like you know, it's fine and shooting and you know, like there's some kind of fun uh, innovations it makes that still feel kind of interesting, even though there's been five years of Wars games and like yeah, all these kind yeah. of different shooters. There is some stuff that's still like newish feeling. You're like, oh, that's kind of nice. So that's yeah, yeah, kind of yeah, interesting. Yeah. But yet, I don't know if it landed the same way with me as it did for you, and I don't know why. And I'm trying to figure it out. I think I know why, and I oh, think I I agree with the things that you dislike about the game. And and mm. in reviewing this, I want to be very specific that I'm reviewing Gears of War One because I get the sense that this franchise has the ability to be very good as long as certain mechanics are fixed and certain gameplay elements are are smoothed out a little bit. Because one thing that you kept saying that I do agree with is. When you shoot your gun, whether you're making contact with the enemy or not is 
almost unnoticeable. And that's one thing that I don't remember about gears one as much is like when you're shooting someone, they barely react. They're just kind of running. You kind of see like blood, but there's so much particle effects anyway, that you're always seeing like a spray of something. And it's hard to tell whether it's like making contact with them or it's just kind of like, well, I think that's my, my issue. The guns are massive. You're massive. The enemies are also muscularly huge, which is kind of odd. Um, and kind of sexy. Well, it's incredibly sexy, and the fanfic on this must be rich and dense, just like Philip <laughs> yeah, hey, Hoffman's like, ghost. ghost. No, um, is is that is so? You're right. There's this huge, um, there's this huge marker of where you're trying to shoot between. You know what I mean? And yeah. and so when you hit, and when you, you don't like, hit, are you are you talking about the crosshair specifically? Yeah, yeah, the crosshair. Yeah, 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 right? yeah, yeah. Is that when you hit or don't hit? It's kind of hard. There's no difference whatsoever. Yes. And so, and because of your lack of heads up and their no health parts, which is totally fine, but they don't even like, like they don't even slow down. It's kind of like yes. shooting, 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 yeah. shooting dead and then blown away. And you're like, right. Oh, what the hell was that? Did I kill him? He's dead. Oh, okay. And so the difference would be like, I talk about resident evil four a lot on this game. And every time you shoot an enemy, they react to the bullet. And yeah. I think I've come to expect, even though resident evil four was before this game and Cliff Lazinski actually got a lot of uh, influence from that game to make this one. You could tell from the over the shoulder camera and all that stuff. It's, it's almost unforgivable in a game nowadays when you shoot an enemy for them not to react at all. Cause yeah. sometimes you'll hit them in the leg enough that they crumple a little bit. But if you shoot them with like six or seven individual bullets of your machine gun, it's likely that they'll just not like Vin Diesel in fast and the furious, what four when he gets shot in the back and just kind of like looks at the enemy and yeah. like goes about his merry way. Like <laughs> classic Vin. Yeah. I love it. But I guess there is so much good for this game. The graphics still are okay. You know, yeah, they're I, more I, than okay. Fine. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I th- like I said, there's some innovative stuff. I like the grenade throwing. I like the chainsaw motion. That's a lot of fun. Um, and the different types of um, the different types of guns and be able to pick om- ammo up. But like, it's just kind of one of those things where it just kind of drives me crazy where everything is kind of grayish, like the opponents and all the different type of uh, blockades that you're trying to, and, cover that you're trying to get up behind and with concrete yeah yeah and we're a game that should like wants to be violent it desperately wants to be you know gritty and real and violent and when i don't get that satisfying like kill like oh i did some damage you just don't feel like you're doing any damage and then on the very opposite when you get a chainsaw kill it feels incredibly graphic and real which is that's fine i agree with all of that i think later in the game especially once you unlock like the shotgun and you get a little bit more daring and you you stick a grenade to an enemy or something those mechanics of like seeing a body explode and rewarding your kills with like a little bit more of of something substantial instead of them just kind of crumpling because you've shot them however many times and that's enough now um later in the game when it introduces those tools like the shotgun like that bow that explodes um uh like the sniper rifle that's when it really starts to reward your mechanics visually uh but early yeah. in the game i didn't remember that but it's really slow in getting to that point yeah totally totally if you had a bow that explodes what would you call it uh oh i would call it the uh rambo oh rambo actually not a bad answer i was expecting you to come up with nothing so that's pretty good <laughs> i was gonna call mine david bowie so keep going oh because it because it explodes it that would be if it shoots lightning i think if you had like a zeus bow <laughs> if you had a, <laughs> if you had a bow that shot lightning yes of yeah, course we be all the david yeah. bowie yeah 100 yeah, percent. now yeah. if you had a bow that shot fire what would you call it i would call it a um 
<laughs> At the chop fire? I'd call yeah. I'd call it Pyro, a Pyrebo? That's not bad. Man, I'd call it a great. I'd call it a Bometheus. Oh, I like that. Now, wow. if you had a bow that <laughs> shot out a wicked straight right hand, what would you call it? Uh Tybo. I'd I'd call it a Riddick bow. Oh, okay. Come on, Tybo's not bad. Tybo's good. Tybo's good. Listen to us using our improv skills. Oh, my God. Hey, Andrew, do you want to do some improv? Absolutely. Guys, UCB's closed, but this podcast still is still open. Andrew, you're supposed to say yes and to that question. You know what's so funny? I I immediately heard that, and I blew past it, and I was like, oh, wait, because I was so <laughs> excited to talk, to like talk next. I don't even know what's going on. I literally did the opposite of what good improv is. That's, I was like, uh, yeah, yeah, shut up. Uh, <laughs> Which is 99% of what I do on this podcast. So <laughs> I try and support you. I, yes, and. Yes, and. I try to support you as well, uh, financially, emotionally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're late on the check, by the way. Yeah. Oh, um, damn it. I'm so sorry about that. <laughs> yeah, no problem. I, I just, this game, it is interesting with the lore and everything. Because they do, they do a good job of sprinkling it in instead of just like, okay, here's 10 minutes of like explaining this crazy world to you. Yes. Like you yeah. jump in and they kind of break it up over that first 10 minutes, which is good. Yes. I, I like that. I like that it's it's not hitting you over the head with it right from the beginning. Right. And that kind of gave me the impression that it was like, the story is more of a setting. So when they try then to introduce specific story beats, I'm like, this isn't what I signed up for. I don't agree with this. No. Like you, you mentioned at one point, there's a little bit of exposition and one guy's mm-hmm. like, back in the day, I used to have nightmares about the locust. And the guy's like, I still do. And it's like, oh, okay. So they were and still are scary. Amazing. I kind of could have predicted that and done without. Yeah. Well, it's kind of funny though, because like, because they don't have like the new recruit who's surprised by all of it and they don't get to explain what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. They still have this really weird thing of, of like Dominic goes, they could come out of the ground. They could come out of everywhere. Oh my yeah, God. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, then yeah, yeah. 30 seconds later, he turns around and goes, I still have nightmares about those holes. Yeah. And you're like, right. and, and the holes and this what? and that. It's like, so who are you saying that for? <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. And that's ultimately like, it's inconsequential because to me, the game isn't supposed to be about story, which is why ultimately when they tried to make it so much more about the locust and the queen yeah. and the factions and this and that, and Marcus has a daughter and everything, it's why I lost interest because they were yeah. never good at it and they just, it felt shoehorned in and mm-hmm. whatever. Fuck. Well, and I think, I think that's the problem is, is that like you can make a great game and it'll do well, but to create a great series, you need to have story and like, yeah. you know, reasons to come back. And so they're like, Oh shit, we better figure this out. Yeah. Um, you know, cause, cause there is good in this game. There's a lot yes. of good, a lot yeah. of good. And even like, re- like, honestly, the concept is cool as well. They've been living underneath us this whole time. They emerge. The world is never the same, yeah. but the problem is, is, the design and everything about the game, apart from the story, is so broy and in your face. Oh, it's it, so it, broy. It, it works against itself in getting you to like any of the characters because when you think about the type of person that you hate, it's all of them in that game. Like, absolutely, I would hate Marcus Phoenix and all those guys. They're the broy guys at the gym that are asking you how much you bench. Like, yeah, the, the the best part is, I will say it's very accurate to life because I, w- at one point, couldn't help but laugh to myself that Marcus Fien- So the all these guys look like, look look like the uh, two times American Gladiators, like they're yeah, they're twice yeah. as big as the Rock. You know what I mean? Yes. Kind of yes. And and but every guy I've ever seen that looks like that at the gym 
always has that ridiculous soul patch that Marcus Phoenix has. <laughs> yes. Like yeah. I was like, I was like, well, that's very accurate. He would wear something like that and think like, it looks great. But again, not ironically, because they have no, no sense of irony. Like it's no, he he's wearing the hair tie hair tie do rag and the and the and the and the soul patch. And I'm like, yeah, that's exactly did they take a picture of a guy at a gold's gym in California and went, it's this guy. <laughs> that's the guy we're looking for. It's like and perfect. I, I when you see pictures, because before we started playing, you sent me a picture of Cliff Blazinski like before and after. <laughs> like then and now and it's like oh i don't think he realized that that wasn't actually cool he was probably like and he's gonna have a sick soul patch it's gonna be so pointy that it can cut more than the lancer's chainsaw (laughs) like oh wow okay i don't know if that's really what people want but sure oh it's 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 incredible character design it it tells you everything you need to know about who they're going after yeah 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 so apart from that though the gameplay uh i know that we talked about the stiffness and the controls and and you play a lot more shooters on console than i do i've moved to pc so it's really hard for me to get used to it now um but that was like I, i found once i changed the sensitivity and it was a little bit lower i could kind of aim a little bit better but you were saying that even as far as shooters go on the console, this one wasn't very good. No, I, it, it does. It, it does for me. No. And like it, it there, like I said, I just want to keep saying it. There's so much good here, but, but the problem is with older games and shooters, it feels like the environment and the enemies are in one world and the shooter is in another True. and the shooters are running through like a blank canvas. And there is moments of that, even though there is like kind of nice like uh, cover situations and stuff, but it feels like your character is just shooting and like, almost like, how about this? As an arcade, you are shooting a fake gun at a screen and the screen is like reacting. That's what it feels like in this game and like old shooters does too. It feels like you're real and you're doing really tactile stuff, but your bullets are kind of just like, oh, it kind of hits somebody. Okay, that guy's dead. You know, that's actually, that's so spot on. Like that's, that's an amazing comparison because it does feel that way, especially the way your character's moving when you're, when you're running, it's, it's shaking and the camera kind of gets yeah. down to the point where it was even almost making you a little bit sick at some point. Yeah, totally. <laughs> um, and, and when you, when you slam yourself up against the concrete, it kind of shakes and, and, and it's like, you feel yourself hitting the concrete. But then the one thing that really matters, which is you shooting the enemy, which is 99% of what you do in this game, you don't feel it. That light gun thing is a perfect analogy because it is like everything else is real and you're just kind of watching like a light flash, like not even, not even like virtual cop. It's like duck hunt where you're like, I guess I hit it. I don't know. Like it, it just kind of looked like it, whatever. This, this game of all games would be like really uh, behooved by having a really great, uh, like rumble shock controller kind of thing because you're holding this huge gun and you're massive and you're shooting these big lots of rounds of bullets at somebody if you if that was like a weighing experience it would have been so much more fun and real you know what i mean like i will say that that i i had rumble in mind i don't know if it wasn't working for you no i did too i did too but i think it only adds to what i'm saying is like the tactile thing of like you're so big and your gun is oh. so big yeah, 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 that yeah, I think yeah. if you had like, if it felt more weighty while you were doing stuff instead of so light, um, yeah. I think that would have been a lot more fun and and much more apropos to the world that you're in. Or like, what if, what about something even, even like, I mean, we're not game designers. I don't know sh- like anything about this, but no. when you fire your gun, no matter what, it's going to rumble your controller a bit. What if when you make contact, it rumbles a little bit more or something yeah. like that would have given me the sense of like, okay, I'm, I'm making contact. I'm aiming at the right place. And, and we're not, we can't, we're not alone or wrong in saying this. Cause nowadays, like think about in, in overwatch, when you make contact with someone, there's a sound effect. When you make contact yeah. with someone's head, there's a different sound effect. Yeah. Like in, in Fortnite, on- it becomes an X crosshair when you hit somebody. 
Right. So Game like Design has recognized that that is necessary, that it's yeah. needed. Otherwise, it feels like a light gun game. So that's one of those things that definitely dates this. I'm still going to say, and it, we'll go to our reviews after this, though, yeah. that the gameplay is still very unique compared to other games right now. If I wanted to play this Absolutely. style of game, I would kind of have to go to Gears of War. I almost, I, I completely agree with you, by the way. Like, I feel like I'm railing on it for no reason, but I feel like in a game like this, it's one of its most important things. And I don't know if it really nails that part. Whereas right. all the other parts that if it wasn't as good, I don't wouldn't have minded is really good. Yeah, so I, totally. um, I'm almost kind of excited to like, after this, go play Gears of War 5 immediately. Yes. And see like, whoa, you know, I'm, like see I'm, where we're I'm at. gonna I'm gonna give that a shot because I think it would work very well. Yeah. But let's let's go into our reviews then. Sure. Andrew, do you want to start? How, what did you think about this game in the modern day? Oh, you know, I think it was a ton of fun. Like it, it really does a lot of unique, interesting stuff. And I, I think- I think this game, unfortunately, I think it's almost that I'm, I've finished the game and I'm actually more now disappointed it didn't become a franchise of weight because I'm like, oh, there was so much here that's really interesting and I've forgotten about it and now I'm like, oh, why did we do this? You know, there is interesting stuff happening in this game and and between innovations of combat and cover, by the way, The Division 2 is literally this game. It's all oh, cover. Yeah. It's like yeah, cover yeah, to cover, yeah. cover to cover. I like cover. that. I like that. And I do too. And and I actually will say playing the division actually gives me a little more credit because it's obnoxious how much cover you get, but it's a really smooth system of traveling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where yeah, this yeah. one can be, you know, a little you're bigger, it's a little clunkier, you know, and it's an older game. I totally get that. Um so but with the shooting mechanic issue that I talked about earlier, I still think you can't get knocked too much for that because it's a really great game. I am going to replicate my previous score of a three with another three. I think yeah. it's a really good game. It's totally a lot of fun. And in a very competitive first-person shooter market, this game still has value. Yeah, th third-person shooter. But like... Oh, sorry, third-person shooter. Very sorry. saturated. Yeah. The shooter one thing market. I will say is it's it's interesting because you're like, this this should have become a franchise of note. And like, for anyone who likes this franchise, it did become a franchise of note. But I think the problem for you and me is that it was so one-dimensional that it yeah. will never escape that bond of like rock star energy drink, burn your candle at both ends every time it releases and then you're kind of done with it. Like it doesn't, to me, this franchise isn't Bioshock. It doesn't exist once the game turns off. I'm not thinking right, about it, but I do right. love playing it. And that to me is why it didn't become that franchise of note that I think about all the time. Cause you said before we even played this game, you're like, I, I played it. I loved it. And I barely think about it anymore. Yep. And that's why it's fun. It, but it's not in a well-rounded game, I think in that sense. Right. But still this game was a lot of fun. I'm struggling a little bit with what to give it because I always say, you know, sure, you can play this right now, but what if there's another option that you could play just as easily right now? And that mm -hmm. would be Gears of War 2, 3, 4, or 5. Like, they're probably yeah. better options to play than this one. However, just booting this up and playing it, if this is all you have, it's still incredibly enjoyable. Maybe Gears of War 5 gets a 3.5 or something, but this one's still a 3 for me as well. Ah, there you go. Yeah. So with Mikey's previous score of a 4 and a current score of a 3, and I gave it two threes, that's 3, 6, 9, and 13 out of 16. Whoa. Wow. I like scores. it. I think yeah. that, that's very close to the Dwayne Johnson and Johnson Chevy family. Why do you start if you know you don't know it? Because <laughs> every time I start, I think I'm going to get it. I am so <laughs> convinced that I know it. This time, honestly, I swear on my life, I had this thought, I'm going to do this. And Andrew is yeah. going to be so impressed with me. I would have been. I really would want to give me a high five, uh, but we can't because we're social distancing. Um, and it just didn't, didn't come to be. I, yeah, I, well, you know. 
there there are disappointments in life and i'm i'm facing one right now so um (laughs) but but not disappointment uh gears of war like when you get a game that doesn't have one score under three like that's that's that is a really good game you know it it is Um, a very good game and i think it's warranted as well it it holds up so for for a game that pioneered or or very much perfected a specific gameplay style and is known to have been ripped off or imitated in in countless other games since it's Mm -hmm. amazing that game number one still holds up this well because you think about like nba street number one we thought was great but it wasn't number two was the great one that's what really improved upon everything this one was great from the very beginning and that's and, and it still holds up from the very beginning and that's that's really impressive Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So that was a lot of fun playing and it is currently on Xbox Game Pass if anyone is interested. We're going to try it. Like Mikey said earlier, we're going to try and focus on more of the cost conscious people out there, including us, who want to, who want to play games but don't want to shell out 60 bucks every time and yeah. maybe go back and revisit the classics that we missed. So if you have ones that are on Game Pass or PlayStation Now, please let us know because we'd love to review them. And uh, please let us know what you think of Games of War. Gears, Games of War. Jesus games Christ. Of Gears War. of War. Games of War. Oh, I think I just started oh. something. Wait. Let's get off this podcast. We got to go to the trademark office. It's probably closed. We got to play Risk. We got to play a game of Risk right now. (laughs) Exactly. But as always, Deep Eyes, we love every single one of you. Thank you for listening. Stay safe, stay sane, and we can't wait to talk to you soon. Game over. Game over. Game over. We're so sing songy. Feel free to review the (laughs) podcast. Feel free to review the podcast on your platform of choice, and you may hear your review featured on a future episode. Subscribe, like, and review wherever you get your podcasts. Listen direct and find our show notes at theretrogradepod.com. Join us on Facebook or on Instagram at The Retrograde Podcast. Or Twitter at RetrogradePod. And you can always send us an email at theretrogradepodcast at gmail.com. If you enjoyed this, make sure you let your player two know it. <laughs> if you enjoyed this, make sure to let your player two know to give us a listen. Let's play again next week. D-Pat. No, that sounds so dumb with a pause. What is wrong with me? Might have a head injury? Let's play again next week, D-Pads. Fuck it. That sounded good. Overwatch is your reality television. It's also equally pointless. <laughs>